I'm Marcy. And I'm Akko. And welcome to the Color Pages Book Club, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, <gasps> and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. Yep, that's right, y'all. We are a colorful podcast. We are a colorful podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. with colorful writers from colorful backgrounds. <laughs> Just color all goddamn day. Yes. Or- Basically a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. Splatters of color <laughs> everywhere. Crayola sponsor Except- us. Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Not the 64 count. No, seriously. Um, or the 128 if you really a bad bitch. Um, I, I knew, I think, one person that had a 128 thing of crayons. Yeah. Which per- even then, I was like, this feels a little egregious. 128 colors. Like, can we even and count to 128? We- like, I was in elementary <laughs> school. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. like 220 i don't know right but um crayola did release like a nude color one with like all these different shades which was very amazing and wonderful so love that and shout out to the, the dei team yeah shout out to the right, dei right. team i guess that's crayola it's truly, <laughs> like, truly for acknowledging that people have different <laughs> skin and you know it was a fight too there was someone who was like it's 2020 just make the nude colors plentiful right like it's not like y'all don't make browns like come on now like, right. like what the fuck like i can't y'all are ridiculous like it's literally in the formula right you can make a robin egg blue but you can't make a different shade of brown okay come on now i'm unconvinced right speaking of unconvinced this is an unconventional episode hey come on transition that's right y'all <laughs> so today we are not reading a book although we will be reading a book next time but mm-hmm. we reached our 100th episode i uh, yeah which is really impressive yeah one um, wow yeah because if you guys don't know it's actually just me and marcy there is no editor there's nope. no script writer nope. there's no one who chooses the books it's, it's mm-hmm. really just me marcy and um you know our <laughs> aging that, computers we, yeah, it's us. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah so for us to get this far has been really impressive i i am impressed by us um mm-hmm. if no one else is and we are impressed with y'all so we for being here for this whole ride all the way from the fifth season or sula or yesterday mm-hmm. whenever you showed up yeah <laughs> today <laughs> whenever you got here that's fine <laughs> right right this is your first episode they're like wow they're really nostalgic and we just got here we like maybe a weird time to jump in i'm like yeah maybe slightly a weird time but like hi hey don't leave <laughs> nice like to meet yeah you. somewhere to right. meet you marcy Ako, you know no yeah. absolutely friend i could not agree more yeah it is like truly i'm like wow 100 i guess technically now this would be a 106 second episode oh my god wow yeah truly again yeah thank y'all for anyone that's like huh color pages book club like not even like if y'all listen to the color pages book club but you just string together those words for some reason like thank you for doing (laughs) that um just yeah like we really appreciate yeah just the 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 engagement the interest like folks giving a fuck about this it's certainly it, it, it is not lost on us and we just really appreciate you and we know that like i don't know i feel like people are always like like and subscribe and blah, 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 you know all that shit but like i know sometimes like you know it's, it's casual right it's media right not everyone is going to feel inclined to to leave a message or to mm-hmm. you know leave a review and things like that but even so even if you are just like kind of silently participating in in, in this show or have at any point yeah we just definitely appreciate the this 
this journey we've been able to go on and to mm-hmm. celebrate a little bit we want to yeah just take a moment to reflect because we were really recording neo tenica like wow not this being our 100th episode and we like barely acknowledged it anyway so like <laughs> let's actually give it <laughs> give it a second so what we're going to do here is um for those who've listened to some of our summer short series episodes this premise is not too unfamiliar but basically mm-hmm. each of us has essentially created three reflection questions just some questions that we kind of want to ask the other person just in, in, in service of thinking about this journey that we've been on and like what this has meant to us um so i made three questions aqua made three questions the the respective other party does not know what the question is right so we're just kind of like yeah just like go down memory lane see where it takes us and just just vibe very cozy very cute and for anyone that might be looking for i don't know episode recommendations or whatever this could be a good place to to start so yeah yeah that's a really good point marcy um i was gonna say to your point about comments the other day i was thinking about our listeners I know I think about y'all sometimes and I was like, you know what our listeners are? It's like a bunch of us in the library or like in your respective bookstore, not talking to each other, but like reading books and Mm. knowing the other person's there. (laughs) And you don't want to say anything, but like you see the book they're reading. You're like, Oh, I read that book. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. And you just like, don't say anything. You just like keep walking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's all of us. We're all like collectively in the library being like, I just want to listen, but I don't want to participate. And I actually am really okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that would be me if I wasn't a host. So yeah, I mean, most podcasts I listen to, I, I, I mean, yeah, like I, I'll like leave like a quick rating, but like rarely do I take the time to like write a review um, or send them emails, and you know, even podcasts I've been listening to for years, like I may have never years. engaged yeah. with, but like love it, you know. So like, yeah, yeah it is very fluid. Yeah. So if, if 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 anything we've ever said has been good and helpful for you, we are happy and. Just know that we know that you're out there and that makes us happy mm-hmm. too. Okay. But before we jump into our little back and forth, our tennis game, if you will, of question, our ping pong game of <laughs> questions. Um, what's the other one? What was the one in the video game that goes back and forth? Okay. Awkward. Pong? Let's get to the question. Pong. Yes. Wasn't that the first video game ever? I think it, I think you were right. Wow. I think that's correct. Shout out to Pong. Speaking of general questions. Um, that may or may not be right. I have a question. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> what is your question, friend? So, in this show, we talk a lot about. Sorry, when I wrote it, I was like, "Ooh, ask it like you're asking a question for a book." But um, mm. in the show, we talk about imagination and dreaming and planting seeds. And there was a time when this podcast was just a seedling or a Mm. dream that we thought up in my New York apartment Mm. uh, (laughs) while watching Neo Yokio. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Damn, Neo Yokio. Wow. What a program. Christmas. I know. Truly. Honestly, that show really got better with each episode. Like, they really found their stride. Um, They did. Like, the Caprize joke. Hilarious. Love the running gag. Um no, that was such a program. I don't think they ever came back after that, but uh, no, it was cute. No, they didn't come after the... Yeah, but it, it was good. Anyway, I wanted to ask you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel the most proud about creating with this podcast? Mm. Oh my God, that's such a... I love that question. Hmm. Most proud of creating. I would say... I mean, just like... This almost feels like a cop-out answer, but I'm going to say it anyway, fuck it. Um, I just, I don't know. I really feel like we've created a library here, friend. Like, I don't know. Like, Ooh. I look at, 
our website and like just I don't know like look at you know the different collaborations we've done and things like that and I'm like we've really created like a repository of a lot of yeah just exploration of, of thought and like you know the mm. the wackiness that our show entails but also like the questions the the the, the epiphanies like I mean I really I, I feel like we've truly just run the whole maybe I, I won't say the whole gamut but like we've ran like uh, like so many different types of conversations and like it's just dope that i'm like wow so we really just like all this is just like collected like that we just have this collective history of like these moments in our lives of like where we were you know from a literary point of view from a philosophical point of view the conversations we've been able to have with others um i think i'm definitely proud of like just the connections we made with the show and like yeah the people we've been able to meet and just like yeah like the the library yes but like also I think I, I I'm very proud of our show working to just I don't know model some of these these ideas around okay like yes let's explore let's go deeper let's reflect on our own lived experiences but also like let's kind of like go outside of ourselves let's you know work to yeah. talk about things even if you don't always have like all the context breaking out of the this idea of perfectionism mixed in mm. with how it is that we understand each other or relate to one another. I know sometimes I, and this is still something I have to like be mindful about, but like, you know, can get in the weeds of being like, you know, I don't want to, which is fair, right? You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to like, you know, be yeah, like yeah. show my cards and be like, damn, like this bitch doesn't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think there is sometimes a, I think there's a little bit of imposter syndrome there, but I think there is also just, you know, a genuine concern to not, you know, cause harm. Mm. And I'm not going to sit here and say that on the show, we have never said anything at any point that anyone could have ever listened to and been like, hmm. Right. Don't love that, you know, but like, yeah. I mean, I'm a positive, you know, like we, we, we try to be very thoughtful about that, but I think I like that our show explores these things anyway. Like we just, we just try yeah. anyway. Um, I feel like I gave you three different responses just now, but like, I would say, I yeah, like the, definitely the, 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 the intention, the, the library and just, yeah, like the collection of all these different conversations, something that's just sort of like this time period is always, you know, has this, this, these, these records essentially of, of, of where we yeah, are. Which like is, an archive. Which is, yeah. It's, it's just really beautiful. Um, so even distant, like way into the future, shit, maybe we'll still be doing color pages book club. Who knows? But like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I, it is dope to know that this is something that we can always kind of come back to. So yeah. Oh, what about you? friends? That was such a good answer. I I know you said it was cheesy to say a library, but it was mm-hmm. actually the fiftieth thing I would have thought of. Like I would not oh, really? have thought library. Oh no, not at all. I think that's brilliant to think of this as an archive mm-hmm. um, of, well, like you said, not just books, but specifically books that are marginalized mm-hmm. by you know majority culture. And not just the books, but also our interaction with them and the time that mm-hmm. we interacted with them. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that it's perfect, but it is to say that it's honest. Mm-hmm. And it is to say that, you know, when you think about, they always say, what is it? Like history is written by the winners. Mm-hmm. And to, to have this is to say like, is that true? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like we are kind of, bucking that a little bit by saying these are the voices of people you might not read about and we're going to read about them and mm-hmm. we're going to preference them or spotlight mm-hmm. them in a way that makes them the central focus mm-hmm. 
and doesn't that make them the winners? But then again, maybe we need to move past winners and losers altogether, which is probably true. Yeah, um, that's T. Come on now. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. So for me, the biggest accomplishment um, is actually the fact that I've stayed this long. Mm. <laughs> um, the listeners probably don't know this about me, but I actually don't like being perceived. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would rather live a quiet, quiet life somewhere, not talking on the internet. And actually, multiple times, I'm terrified, and I call Marcy like, "What if this is the worst thing that we've ever done, <laughs> and we're caught up in the scandal?" And mm-hmm. I'm so afraid. And I'm proud of myself because, like you said, I, I think there is something magnanimous about. Mm-hmm taking a risk and i i'm i'm proud of the 26 year old me or 25 maybe year old me who said mm-hmm. like this might be the mo- one of the more frightening things <laughs> you could do and you should just do it anyway and 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 i don't know the type of person i would have been if i hadn't done mm-hmm. it but i really like the type of person i am because i did mm. um and so I guess my personal development is the accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, I, and, and, and everything else is also part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And probably the friends we've made. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. If, if besides me, <laughs> besides it's selfishly me, I, I do think it is because in the middle of the pandemic, we're talking to all different people. Mm. You know, there's Ink to Film, there's mm. Left Shelf, there's Shelf Addiction, mm. there's Tracy from the mm. Stacks, there's mm. there's there's so many people. There's SJW, there's um, Black Chick uh, Lit. You know, yes, I found this great book, yes. Curtis. Yeah, like there's Oh, Curtis. <laughs> so many. Yeah, there's so many yeah. people. Um, and, and if we missed you, we really didn't mean to miss you. We really, really appreciate having gotten to know you and, mm-hmm. and talk to you. And, and I think that's really cool to be able to talk to someone who, oh, don't call it a book club, mm-hmm. uh, escape from reality. Yeah. Yeah. SSR. Yeah. No, we get, I mean, we could really sit here and list we everybody. List. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we talked to. Yeah. But it's cool, right? It's shit. Cool books and to... boba. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, it's 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 yeah. God, I think that's been a really cool thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and having our, some authors respond. I was just thinking about remember when we read Mapping the Interior. Oh my god! Responded to our post. He he said it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I felt very validated. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, no. There are definitely been some moments where I'm like, oh my god, eek! Like we um. I think it was actually Kingdom of Souls, actually. Like, we had, like, a a clip that came out on Twitter, and we, like, yeah, like, we, like, added Rena Baron, and, like, she, like, liked the post. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God, what? So, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's wild just being like, wow, people, like, acknowledge that we exist. That's really fun. Um, and also that, That's like, true. this is something that, you know, I've, I've never published a book yet. I have not published a book yet, yet. But, um, you know, it is something that I'm like, I could imagine when I do, like, 
I'm gonna be like, this is sickening. Like, I love that people are like taking the time to like. First of all, y'all read my yeah. book. Wow, damn, y'all took the time to read my book. Like, what? <laughs> like, so that, but also just being like, wow, like y'all are like breaking it down and exploring it, and like, you know, just just ha- using this as a way to like jumpstart a conversation. Like, that's all I, I imagine for myself. That that would be all I would would want, would right? Want. And obviously, yeah. yeah, people have different intentions, but I, I'm glad that even for yeah for them that it's like you know I hope that this has been affirming for the authors that we've explored or that we've interviewed and that you know this has been like like okay this is great like this is like an affirming like i'm glad that people are like taking interest in like you know this book that i read because writing a book i mean you don't need me to be like writing a book is hard but like it is so (laughs) hard like it's literally so hard so i'm just like i don't know i just be reading shit i'm like damn y'all be fucking the fact that like not only you did this but like a but so many people have written books like i'm like wow like it's true yeah it's wild um so yeah yeah. Well, so that was our first question. That was a little taste, a little um, appetizer. You just to dip your the- toe in, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. See y'all in a bit. back woo okay so now um we're gonna yeah just like ping pong volleyball like hopscotch that last one didn't make sense but hopscotch (laughs) these questions and i will go first so my first question to you akko is the following what has surprised you the most about this project? Um, I know this question is a little bit similar to the question that you asked. So it could even, if it's not even necessarily about the books that we read, maybe even just something that surprised you about like running a podcast, like, or just anything about this experience, what has surprised you, be it personally, logistically, philosophically, economically, (laughs) like whatever has surprised you the most about tangentially yes (laughs) transcendentally oh my god Uh, yes okay sorry so again marcy is much better at this than me because i typically am the one holding the cards what has surprised me about Mm. the podcast is probably our relationship Mm. yeah because so marcy and i have been friends for a minute um some might even say 10 minutes right some might even say 10 years (laughs) (laughs) it depends on how you think of time correct um but so i well okay there's two things the first thing is i didn't think i could i thought i knew you Mm -hmm. which i did but i think through reading these books with you and running this podcast with you Mm -hmm. I feel like I know know you in a way I don't I don't think I would have had the chance to before Mm -hmm. because it's like one thing to know someone it's another thing to try to like logistically put (laughs) pull together (laughs) an endeavor with someone Mm -hmm. and to have conversations and to discuss things Mm -hmm. um and and to I think for me it's it's that sense that I'm kind of like, I trust Marcy. Like, I don't mm-hmm. just, like, you're my friend. You've mm-hmm. been my friend for a long time. But at this point, I, I trust you. I trust you with what I say. 
mm-hmm. um, because we edit. So Marcy edits some, I edit others. Mm. I, I tr- like, I, I, like I said, I don't like to be perceived. And I also, I'm afraid of being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. But I don't really f- fear that when I'm giving over my, you know, whatever file for you to edit. I don't mm. fear your edit. I don't think it's going to make me sound... Yeah, I'm not afraid that I'm going to listen to an episode and hear that it was cut in a way that makes me sound terrible. I, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say what I think <laughs> about what we mm-hmm. should do next. You know, I, I just trust you in a way that I don't think I could have. We could have. I could have reached that level of friendship with you mm-hmm. if we hadn't been doing a podcast yeah. together for four years. So. That's probably the biggest thing that's surprised me. Mm-hmm. There was something else. Let me think. Oh, I didn't expect this podcast to help me stay true to who I was. Oof, oh, my God. I, yeah. So when mm-hmm. Mars and I started, we, I mean, well, okay, for me, I was about to enter corporate America. And I don't. And and it was 2020, and I mm. lived in Minneapolis um, during really just one of the most charged racial situations I've mm. ever lived in, and I've lived through a lot of racial situations. Mm. <laughs> um, and 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 in a job that was very corporate and and bad, and I just didn't realize how much having this podcast would remind me constantly who I was mm. and what I think. And I, mm. I didn't expect it to act as such a big counterweight to society's vision of who I should be and what mm. I should want. And I think I, I underestimated how powerful society's scripts were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess in a way I underestimated how powerful this podcast was in offsetting that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are my two big surprises. Am I allowed to throw the question back at you or do I you- have to ask you... Um, yes. we didn't discuss this before, but we like, did. I don't mind answering it. I don't mind just doing like a, okay. like a quick, like, yeah, no, I, I, I totally resonate with that. Like I, well, first of all, thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like beaming hearing that. Cause obviously I, you know, I feel the same way. Um, I, I feel like as far as surprises, yeah, I think that second piece you said definitely resonated a lot because yeah, yeah we have both been in a lot i mean it's been four years like you know what i mean like it's like we've been right. in different like situations like our lives have shifted a lot in that period and i think to your point like i definitely yeah just this like it feels like a returning to self a little bit like every time not even a little yeah. bit just does whenever we sit down to record like i've there have been so many days where i'm like wow throw away the whole day trash garbage <laughs> hated it um next like it, but then like i sit down to record and i'm like laughing my ass off like so like yeah just feeling abundant yeah. and i'm just like damn like wow this is the, it just it's just a reminder of like like this feels like the like one of the truest ways in which i show up um yeah and it is really lovely and really beautiful having that something else i was gonna say that's like maybe a little bit less sentimental is um i'm definitely surprised at like how much of a how this show has taught me to like be less of a perfectionist in a lot of ways um like i remember when the show first came out i definitely i mean listen y'all 
it might sound like this. I don't know. But like some of the earlier episodes, like, so, you know, the ones that I would edit, like when I tell you, I would go through the, tr- like this, okay, this might sound like mumbo jumbo to anyone who's never done a podcast, but I would go through and edit the full episode two, sometimes three times, like listen to the whole thing and just like constantly be just like chopping shit and like moving shit and like, just like just doing a lot. And as I went on, I was like, this is not sustainable. Nah, mm. sustainable at all. <laughs> and to your point, I think it made me trust that like, you know, I mean, certainly, you know, I want to, you know, make sure the show, you know, we we, we both want to make sure the show sounds good. But also it's like there is like an essence that comes with being less curated. I think some of that curation was to your point, some of the anxiety that you were speaking to around being like, oh, my God, like my voice is like on the Internet. Like, what right. the fuck? And there is something to be said for just being like, OK, like just trust what it is that you've put out right like you you wouldn't put out like right. you know like do you think that you y'all will both just intentionally put out like a shitty like no like it's like yeah like you're gonna like put effort and in, in care into this so yeah right. so that's it's definitely helped me with my relationship to to that um so yeah so just wanted to quickly chime in i know we have a few other questions so i don't want to get too long-winded but um but yes but that those are just some immediate thoughts that i have i like your response as per usual Okay, so I have my next one, if you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. So we're about, okay. we're moving way, we're going right into books. So here we go. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I, okay. What is a book that you disliked more or didn't resonate with that you resonate more with now? Oh, or, okay. Conversely, conversely, what is one that you may have liked at the time? but you don't like as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good question. Oh my God. Okay. I really, I, I want to sit down and be thoughtful about this one, a book. I kind of like, Oh, I'm just going to do a quick Rolodex of all the books we've read so far in my mind to just think through. <laughs> I would say I still don't like wedding dates. So that hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> Say, yeah, that that was not gonna change. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good question. Fuck, I feel like this is like the final exam, and I like didn't study. Let's see, (laughs) give me one moment just to think through. Hmm, I can give an example if it'll buy you some. Please, yes, please do. So, I'm thinking back way, way back to House of the Spirits, okay, and I. I think what really got me was this point. I think it's Clara. I can't remember who is like Mm -hmm. a mermaid and then turns out to later lose her mermaid. No, her sister was a mermaid and she like had clairvoyant powers and then Mm -hmm. lost them. And at the time I didn't really get it. Like I was like, what is this metaphor? And then I, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've sort of understood what, what she meant because, (laughs) because when I started the podcast, I think I was very, I was very like, you know, a floaty. I'm kind. Of, I was kind of, I'm kind mm. of a very floaty person. Kind of like, whoo, you know. Mm. And as I've gotten older, just life, life hits you in like a lot of tough ways. Mm. And I, I sort of got the metaphor of kind of you being a sort of magical, and then you being hit with reality and being mm. being less magical or magicalness, not really being able to solve the the humanness the grittiness of of being alive and i and i also so when like i said i lived in minnesota when i thought about that book and the way it talks about violence and where it comes from i realized there was a lot of insights there mm-hmm. that i 
thought resonated. It just that deep, that insecurity of the patriarchal male figure mm-hmm. became a through line that was like very clear to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think I, 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 I like it a bit more now. I still hmm. there's still some issues with it, but I do think that that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's a great. I love that. That that's, that's a great example. I think I might have one for you. So I'm not sure if this fully counts because it's not even like I. I have. I kind of have two. Um, okay. A little bit. One, I think actually for me was Birdie by Tracy Lindbergh. I remember when we first read it, like before we talked about it, I I think this happened both in part one and part two. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I think I legit was like, I don't fully know what I just read. Um, Mm. I think I'm still like processing. I mean, I've literally never read something like this in my life. Like it was just, I, I didn't really, I feel like at the time I didn't really know how to hold it mm. um but even when we were having our conversations about the book i remember just being like oh wait i like there's like such a and i mean this is like literally why people have book clubs but i was like this is such <laughs> a i have such a newfound respect for this book um and i think it especially for you know reasons where you know in my own personal life like i'm definitely starting to look a bit more inward and trying to kind of understand my own I guess, spiritual journey and things of that nature. I think I've definitely started to, that that book does come to mind um, occasionally. And I start to think about like, I don't know, it, it resonates in a different way. Sometimes it makes me think if I reread it right now, like, or maybe in like three years, like I might be like, huh, like, no, this this all like fully, yeah, this all tracks. Um, yeah. So that was one. The second one I would say similarly um, is i mean this is a book that this feels almost like cheating but like whatever so when we read um bingo love by t franklin i Mm. remember i was like like i liked it a lot like i liked it but like i don't i feel like it just hits different like i really like that's a book that i've just like i don't know like and i think some of it is also just like circumstantial like you know i've just been you know spending more time with family and things like that nature yeah or i guess right when i so when we first read Bingo Love, like I had just moved to a large metropolitan city um, in the U.S. <laughs> and <laughs> child, y'all know where I live. Anyway, basically, I had just moved, right? And so I think, you know, I was still in a space of like figuring out, okay, what does my community look like and all these different things. Um, and since moving here, I've definitely spent more time visiting home than I've ever had in my entire life. Like every, like I've, I've always kind of lived away from home ever since I, you know, became an adult. And would visit like very seldomly, like here and there, like whatever, like wasn't really a huge priority for me. But just like as I've kind of, I guess, reestablished or sort of reevaluated my own relationship with my family, I think that book also mm-hmm. comes to mind a lot. I think I went from being like, oh, I like this to being like, oh, no, I like fuck with this heavy. Like that was a yeah. little aggressive, but like, you know, it, it, <laughs> it is. I just really, I don't know. It, it, it tracks in a completely different yeah. way. So like not fully answering your question. It's not like I, I, I didn't like it, but yeah, but it hits different. Yeah. It, it just hits different. It hits different. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, do you ever find yourself? I know I, I snuck in a subpart B to this question. I apologize, but um, you're good. Do you ever find yourself, <laughs> do you ever find yourself like thinking about a book in a situation? Like, like you come to a situation in life and you're like, this is a very like the Dewey's or yeah. something. Yes. <laughs> I was like, huh, this is kind of <laughs> very um, Grace of Kings right now. You know, no. like, I sometimes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up? 
No, absolutely. I totally, I definitely have those moments. I feel like, I mean, this is, I mean, this book is very top of mind. So like, I mean, we just read it, but like, I mean, even like when we were reading Neotenica, like I was like, I don't know, young age disposition. Like sometimes I find myself like being in that space a little bit or like having an internal monologue where like I kind of have like a similar voice. I try to think of other examples um, or at least more recent. It's actually funny though that you Mm -hmm. bring up Neotenica because Mm -hmm. I actually think that's one of the books that strangely I was like, after reading it and doing the episode, I was like, huh, I think I actually like this book more more the more i think about it which hmm. is odd. interesting yeah yeah i, I the, the racism i still don't like obviously but right. like <laughs> <I> hate <laughs> that. right mm. but i think the part that i thought about was like if you are like how do i say it like there isn't a lot of there, there, there isn't a lot of guidance to what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. <laughs> as adults or being mm-hmm. alive. I think young A, young A's husband's choice to just kind of be mm-hmm. is a pretty good choice. I, I also think it, it. What I thought about, it, I was like, you know, we right now we've had a lot of okay. There's a lot of pushback, but I think there's a lot of progress towards what allowing things to be acceptable that just that people wouldn't before and you wonder where mm-hmm. that comes from and it doesn't come from nowhere mm-hmm. and, and interestingly enough i think you see in young a and young a husbands early 2000s generation they don't get everything right or even mm-hmm. fair but you see them st- sort of starting a, a quiet change and i think i think there's something to be said about the slow progress of things and how things progress progress and then like bl- blossom in a way that's more obvious you know mm. like even young A's kind of being like my son and this dude are like they're probably fine because i had a friend like that mm. or maybe it was more than a friend like that and that's fine as opposed to like kind of letting it be like there's like a small revolution in just letting something be you know mm. um so i anyway i thought about that 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 book maybe is a little it's like i like it maybe a little more than i yeah. did when i read it so anyway no that's real and frankly i mean <laughs> i think i was maybe on the opposite end a little bit like i remember yeah like liking it a lot and then being like i kind of like this book slightly less that also happened to me with um on earth is briefly gorgeous i literally was like this book is fucking perfect like there's no notes and then we talked about it and i was like you know notes. maybe there are notes <laughs> i think there are notes you to be taken notes. um also i just want to say real quick um you asked about, <laughs> about moments where you feel like one of the characters in the book or you just start to think about them this oh, is yeah, so yeah. specific and like borderline esoteric but like i was like <laughs> so you remember um so, like, in The Ghost Bride by Yang Si Chu, like, when she went into, like, the spirit realm and, like, they had yes. those, like, weird, <laughs> those, like, weird yes. puppet yes, dolls that were, mm-hmm. like, just, like, noodling around and just being annoying as fuck. Like, I I kind of put them in the same camp as, like, the Deweys um, from Sula. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes, like, I just, like, when I'm, like, just really in that headspace and just, like, being obnoxious, like, I really, I really roll, like, think about, like, those paper dolls and just be like, wow, like, they were really <laughs> so inconvenient. Always had the worst timing. Just, like, 
like fucking up oh Lilan left and right. And like they were out, right. they were completely out of control, out of control. Um, but like very rambunctious as fun. So like the paper dolls from the ghost. I'm sure Yang Sushi would be like such a minute detail of the book. Truly I'm sorry. The, the, literally, there were dragons and shit. Like I'm, I'm the paper <laughs> dolls, bitch. Like, but no, I I heavy fucked with them. They were very fun. Um, so That's yes. <laughs> Do you ever like? I I find myself laughing. Like I like like for instance, the ghost sprite is one where I really will think about something and just be like that. It's really funny. Like, no, yeah, same, yeah. yeah. Same thing with Kingdom of Souls, like the first. Oh the my first god! One we read, I can't. And strangely, Grace of Kings. I don't know why. No, the one that really cracks me up when I think mm. about is the Labyrinth Archivist. Mm, interesting. That's why. an interesting choice. That, that one is, for some reason, the thought of our conversation around is very funny to me. But anyway, mm. you. I'm sure you had another question. Oh yes. Um. Let's see. Let me uncover my next question. Let's see. Fuck. Our questions are so similar. Um, I'm going to think if there's a way for me to phrase my question differently. <laughs> so I'll ask it. And if you're like, this question is very similar. Well, we could we could remix it. We could just I don't know, continue the conversation we're already having. But... The second question that I originally wrote was, "What which book has stuck with you the most since reading it and why? And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a book that you like the most or anything like that. But like, what's something, I guess, a book that you find yourself returning to or thinking about most for whatever reason, just in your like day-to-day life? Yeah, this is actually different. So... Oh, thanks. Uh, Great. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's so it's maybe it's the entire book. Maybe it's just a piece. I think it's uh, on Earth. We're briefly gorgeous. Mm, um, okay. There's two, there's two lines. The, the first one is, I, I guess I'll find a funnier response after this, but the first one is um, this line to be or not to be. That's the question, but not the answer. Mm. And I think that's really stuck with me in a way that I don't, I don't think in a way that I don't think I entirely encapsulated when we did the episode mm-hmm. in the sense that like our existence is the question. What we do with it is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I, that really hits me sometimes when I think about why <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. alive or like what I'm doing and if I'm doing it right. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, if you had the answer to the question, <laughs> you wouldn't need to live <laughs> like you, mm. there's there's something freeing in that to be or not to be is the question but not the answer it's so mm. it's such a simple turn of phrase but it's so true like it, it, our existence as we move through it is sort of the i don't know the the, mm. the masterpiece the picture and it, it kind of relieves you from regret i mean don't you know, don't be awful. Like, don't right. do regretful things. But like, mm-hmm. in the sense of like, what if I had gone this way or that way? And it's like, well, you couldn't have n- known the answer, and that's why you just you keep moving. I I I really like that freedom it gives to say that you existing is the answer, as opposed to you having to find an answer that may not happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he obviously has a line asking if he's an echo the universe which i I think about a lot too Mm -hmm. but the other one that really got me i'm not gonna say it correctly but it's like it's the very i think it's the thesis of it when Mm -hmm. he says something like at first i thought we were the rot in an apple but it turns out what we were the apple that the rot passed through but could not destroy 
Mm-hmm. Oh my oh my god. I don't even remember that line, but Jesus. Yeah. I, or remained beautiful, or remained gorgeous, something like that. But I, I really loved it because it's a framing of you know, I you know <laughs> I think Marcy and I could very like certifiably say <laughs> that our existence stems from like a longer line of traumatic experiences mm-hmm. through generations of our ancestors. And sometimes you sit with that and you wonder what that makes you. And, you know, I think uh, the author is just like much, cl- maybe very close to that. And for him to come to this conclusion that we are this the apple, we are the love that encompasses this rot so that everything could be. It is gorgeous, this apple with this rot in it, because this apple still exists with all this pain in it. <laughs> it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't mar its beauty. It's why mm. it's gorgeous. <laughs> like mm. that it could, just, it could hold that. Obviously I don't mean hold trauma. Don't, don't, you know, therapy, yoga, you know, whatever, don't hold trauma. But I'm just saying mm. our lives, there is suffering, but it doesn't mean that our lives are any less gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people are, are going to suffer for a while in this world because it's a nasty world but it wouldn't make us any less gorgeous. And I don't know. I, I really liked that. I think there's something, oh, I don't know. There's something comforting. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not it. There's something reaching. It's mm-hmm. um, searching. It's asking. Yeah. And I, I like that. It, yeah. So that's, that's probably one that sticks with me. Mm-hmm. a lot there's a lot of lines the other one he says is like um i'm writing us somewhere but i don't know where it's the mm-hmm. same thing with a, it, it being a question not an answer mm-hmm. you know I, i'm i'm existing and i'm going right. and i have no idea where this takes us and you know i have a niece and nephew now so mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like i'm becoming someone and and i want to become someone and i don't know what it means mm-hmm. <laughs> to be your aunt <laughs> i really mm. really don't but i'm going to try very hard and when i get to the end of it i hope it was what it needed to be and then you think about your parents and you wonder that they probably thought oh you know, same thing so that's um real. yeah i think i thought that book sticks with me a lot uh I, obviously there is i don't love all of that book and i don't understand all of that book but what i do understand mm-hmm. really resonates with me so mm-hmm. yeah what about you what what about you yeah <laughs> um well one thank you friend um i now that last comment you made also just now definitely it, i mean just i mean time like i literally just talked to my dad yesterday um and he was like you know i'm about to be 30 and he was like who child 30 was the age that hit me like nothing else like i mean at that point like you were born and your siblings and da da da. like it was like like my life was just on a whole different trajectory and i was like wow so effectively the age that i am right now you had chill Mm-hmm. multiple wow that is i mm-hmm. could i and yeah that i'm i'm sure the i mean the the, the you know i mean i'm sure all, all parents you know pretty much experience this but yeah just that terror of like what the fuck like i i, I yeah. have to raise this <laughs> like it's like what the right. like you know just i i yeah it's it's, it's definitely really and, intimidating know, so really be looking at you like you're the adult in the room. <laughs> right and i'm like oh my god um like my nephew and niece will be looking at me like this 
honestly, this is your business to take care of. And I'm like, I think they're right. Yeah. <laughs> I there think... is actually no other adult here. Right. <laughs> my job. And it's just like, it's that... a wild feeling. Oh my God. And then like, oh, don't even get me started with the whole like, miss mr mix like all that like the like uh, i don't know if you call them honorifics or like the titles that that children give Uh, oh that should be throwing me for a loop i'd be like girl child just call me (laughs) but then i'm like oh i guess to have children talk to you by your first name is seen as i still i would rather i personally just prefer that but like i guess it's seen as atypical um but anyway I have like mixed feelings about it. Partially it's because I'm too African. So calling something like honorific makes no sense. That's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. And, you know, I also live like half my, my life in the South as a child. And so like it also makes sense. I remember the weirdest thing about moving up North was people would call teachers by their last name with no miss, Mr. Remix at the, at the beginning. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can do that. They said as the class continued, um, mm. <laughs> But I think the reason I have mixed feelings about it is while I do desire for there not to be hierarchies in age, mm-hmm. I also do think adults, there should be some distinction of your response. Like, I don't know, sometimes putting an honor at the beginning should connotate some type of mm-hmm. responsibility to the person yeah. with the honorific. So I guess mm-hmm. I mean it less for the child and more like of a reminder of your position and the responsibility that should come with that mm-hmm. and in the room. <laughs> so yeah. Like, Who's the adult in the room? It's the person with the honorific, which means the responsibility should go to them as opposed to falling on the, the most vulnerable people in the room. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why I... I like it or maybe it's truly my up upgrading and I'm just lying. <clears throat> yeah. You know it, when people try to like explain tattoos that are basic, but they like Girls, <laughs> <laughs> so that was not what just happened. Anyway. No, I and I feel you and I think I think honestly that that really just speaks to my own discomfort. I think of like when there's like that honorific, I'm like, Oh god, I am an adult. What the fuck? But then it's like I'm sorry, Marcy, you're like, Mama, you're about to be Thirty, like yeah, like undisputably, you yeah, girl, you're an adult. Like it's just yeah. like you cannot. What um, I think maybe yeah, like it's it's one of those things where to be fair though, I've never actually been like, oh, just call me by my first name, like whatever, like because I mean, I feel like most kids, even if you say something like that, they're like, yeah, girl, I'm not doing that shit. That's weird. Um, <laughs> so even I'm like, I don't know, maybe if it's just like we play with the title a little bit or like have like a nickname or I don't know, just something where it feels like a little yeah something yeah. a little customized i guess um but well, i think that's what's hard in the u.s right we don't u.s like i think other cultures have more nuanced I, that's not i think i know other cultures mm-hmm. have more nuanced names right that mm-hmm. are like distinguish a, a more familiar relationship a more mm-hmm. respectful a more distant we mm-hmm. just don't in english and i think that does make it a little hard agreed you know? yeah no that's real what was the question that I asked you? Oh, the books that, you, that stuck with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so for myself, I think... Oh, I have one, actually. So the, Oh, wow. TBT. We have not talked about this book in a minute. Um, is it Small Beauty? It's not Small Beauty. Um, oh, it's actually um, Ambrosia, that like um, trans-mass, oh. non-binary, erotic comics anthology. Yeah. I remember I re-listen i mean obviously i was there for the conversation but like i remember re-listening <laughs> to that episode and being like we're on a sexual liberation tip right now that like it was almost one of those like an out-of-body you ever have those moments where like you listen to yourself say something or you like i don't know over like you read something that maybe you sent somebody once or like you just revisit some kind of record of something that you said or did or thought or mm-hmm. whatever and you'd be like damn 
I need no one and be like acting like I don't. You know what I mean? Like I literally like yeah. listening to that episode, I was like, because also just again, personal resonance. I think, you know, certainly sexuality, sexual exploration, blah, blah, blah. These are like certainly themes right now that I'm kind of like sitting with a little bit and, try- and, and navigating. And I think that episode, listening to it more recently, I was just like, why? Like, mama, you have you know a lot more than you think you do i don't know whoever mm. first coined that phrase of like you know much more than you think you do but i think i truly have to remind myself that a lot i think sometimes i really yeah like and i think that was just a a, a great example of like just having a conversation just around like sex and sexuality and like you know pleasure and what that all looks like in ways that just felt very like I'm not sure if cozy is the right word, but like, I just really fucked with our discussion heavy. I just, I really, really like that episode. And it just always makes me feel so assured and like, I guess free a a little bit when it comes to thinking about, um, like, I mean, yeah, like, yes, sex, I guess. And and like sexuality, but also even just like autonomy and like what pleasure looks like and just like how customizable all these realms are and also how not, you know, how like, the erotic, you know, is, is something that, you know, you've brought up certainly on the show, but like is, is, an, is an idea that is is more than simply just, you know, what shows up in, in sexual situations, right? And like how tapping into that is, is such a source of power, you know? Um, and, yeah. and, and, and I know this is, this is, you know, language and text that, you know, you borrow from Audre Lorde and like, it's just, it's, it's just really, that conversation really resonates with me. And sometimes I'm actually, honestly, I might go back and listen to that literally right after we finish recording this, but it, it is, it is a conversation that I really did like, like a lot. Um, yeah. So that yeah. episode actually is the, I, I know for a fact is the one I thought about the most before recording, mm. which is wild because, you know, I do my, my cultural content. Yeah. Like whole research. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> But that one, and I think the reason was is first of all, it led me on on my own self discovery journal journey journal. Sure, I also mm-hmm. journaled, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and making it, <laughs> I had to come to terms with how with with my limitations on sex and sexuality and my feelings, mm-hmm. and that started me on a whole <laughs> like catalyzed me on a whole journey of self discovery. Mm-hmm. And because I also didn't want to put out something specifically about sex sexuality when i knew my limitations that would cause someone else harm mm-hmm. so that episode actually was if you ever wonder if you want to know the episode aka thought the most about and planned the most that it was that one mm. <laughs> um it actually really moves my heart that you said that because i do hope that it means a lot to someone if it if if it does that would that would make me happy actually yeah um okay i have another I question that. for you yes <laughs> it's actually quite silly mm-hmm. which which is good because it's a very sentimental episode but mm-hmm. which of the books if any would you want to live in and why oh reverse. okay okay reverse you can also choose which book which you so very much not yep <laughs> okay ciao i mean that second one, line them up. Unkindness of ghosts. Fuck that. Never <laughs> oh, want to. Yeah. Matilda? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell no. Absolutely not. I'm good. Oof. I'm sorry. Um, what was that? What Justina Ireland? Goddamn. Yes. Um, I'm thinking Deathless Divide. Deathless Divide. Dread, Dread Nation. Oh my god. No. Nope. Yeah, zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Hard pass. In, in slavery. Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> in slavery. Is <laughs> a shop. Hell no. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. It's a it's a crisp hard ass no. 
Um, <laughs> so those are the two that definitely just fly into my subconscious. Oh, sorry, um, I just see Marcy turning the page. Like it says <laughs> Dead Nation and it's like, oh, <laughs> flip. <laughs> like I'm in the book. Like actually rip the page. I'm actually, I'm not going to be in this. I actually refuse to participate. Also, girl, I'm sorry. Especially, I mean, I, I don't even know between Matilda and goddamn Dread Nation, which I mean, Matilda just sounded true. Oh, oh and, man, because that was also racist. It like oh, very, yes. yeah, it was a lot in going the on future. In, it was racist in the future. In the future, on a ship. in space. Yeah. Tiger flu was also giving me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the worlds were kind of like a little wild. I would Um, never live. Because remember we got to the end and we realized that they blew up a whole planet that was also like a server so that your afterlife was on a server that just crashed to Earth. And you're like, this is the worst. (laughs) Literally the worst. Like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, Yeah, so definitely not that either. As far as the world that I... What's and up? Tiger Flu, they ended up eating the clones. Yeah, they turned them into fish. Yeah, Bruh, y'all gotta read that book. That book like, is wild. But. That shit was shit. Speaking of a book, I was that is actually a great example of a book that I was like, I don't. I, I, I mean, being honest, I did not like that book when we first read it. But us talking about it, I, I did start to change my opinion. At the very least, it made me feel a lot more. That one, that was that one was a struggle for me for sure. Oof. Um, yeah, Tiger Flu. Yeah, that that was earlier. That was like what, like episode. 14, 15, yeah. one of those. Um, yeah. But as far as a world that I would like to live in, I <laughs> might change my answer immediately. But the book that comes to mind most readily is... Um, so you remember um, When the Moon Was Ours by yes, um, Anna Marie yes. McClaymore? That world sounded kind of terrifying in some ways, but also just so beautiful. Like all yeah. the like floral themes like just like how alive everything was like there was just such a like i mean literally i mean it was truly magical realism in the most literal of senses um it was just that world just seemed so sparkly like it just it just it gives like i mean we're capturing moons we're making lanterns like we're like growing roses it's just oh my god yeah that world i think i mean there's a lot of just like um you know, just emphasis on like plants and like herbs and shit. It was just very, that world feels very like my tea. So yeah, definitely that world I would be interested in living in. Um, yeah, Agreed. it just seems very, it's very beautiful, very lovely. Mm-hmm. What about you? Hmm. I think I'm going to go with the labyrinth archivists. Okay. I love this idea of going to these different... I, I just love the premise. I love the premise of these archivists who go to different worlds and are just like making maps and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's nothing exploitative, although maybe making maps is an exploitative pursuit in itself. Mm-hmm. But like, just go... Like, it's it's exploring without colonization. Like, you just mm. go out there and you're just like taking stock of like you're just drawing plants and like Mm. (laughs) making maps and you could see all of these worlds. I think it speaks to the part of me who loves adventure. Oh, okay. I love adventure. Like I, I I could adventure for the rest of my life. I I truly, that's why I move every five seconds. But, um, Mm. so I think, I think that really resonated with me and I don't know. I just, I think (laughs) even if I was sitting there, like at the edge of the, like, you know, being the, the, like, concierge desk with all Mm. these like weird creatures coming in like even that would be fun to me it Mm. just seems very it's just fun it's very fun Mm. to live in this even having a mundane job would be fun in a world like that you know Mm -hmm. so 
I think that's my choice. <laughs> I love that. That seems. I love that. That's very wholesome. Also, very interesting choice given like all the shit that was happening. Um, I love that though. Like that's. Huh. But you see, you got to remember wh- which world are you aside is being a side character. That- That's real. Right. Because like some of these stories, the main characters are fine, but the side character, you know, like Grace of Kings, all the side characters are gone. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kingdom of Souls too. Okay. You know, whole- Could you imagine being an NPC <laughs> in Kingdom of Souls? That sounds like the worst <laughs> shit I, like ever. You're just even, <laughs> even close characters are getting knocked off. Like, like actually, like I'm sorry, worlds, whole worlds are being destroyed. Um, the mm-hmm. plot completely just. I mean, you. Whew. I mean, this. I can't remember if this happened in Reaper of Souls, but Kingdom of Souls Part Two. I feel like we didn't hear about any of the NPCs. Like it was literally no. all Ara <laughs> and like the, her crew, and it was just like whatever was going on with the Orishas. Like everybody else, just like didn't even exist. <laughs> like it's just facts. Oh, Oh Truly my facts. god! Yeah, no, that shit was wild. Um, yeah, Kingdom of Souls also hard pass. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not living but in thank that you. world. Beautiful world, but I'm not living there. Yes. See, that's what I mean. So, but in the Labyrinth Archivists, the main characters are really the ones having trouble. Everybody else is kind of doing okay. That's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hmm. love that. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh my god, I love that question. That's so fun. Okay. So. I have a final question that is Ooh. a choose your own adventure. So you can choose between Ooh. one of the two questions. Okay. Option one. How has doing this show informed your own writing practice? That's the first option. Option two. Take me through the cover design of your book. I'm leaving your oh. book vague. This can be an autobiography. It can be a book that you're writing, <laughs> interested in, a book that you would like of a world that you would like to live in. Just whatever that looks like. That can be option two. So either writing practice or cover design. Okay. I like this. I'm going to go with option one. Mm -hmm. I'm not a very visual person, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, How has the show informed your own writing practice? I think it's made me... Okay. So this is interesting. Not in the way you would think. It's actually Mm -hmm. less the books, but more doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. has made me less afraid of publishing something. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Because, yeah, because because we publish every two weeks, mm-hmm. this podcast. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a finished product. Is it perfect? No. Are there things that I wish I could unsay? Of course. Are there mm-hmm. things I wish I could edit? Of course. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but it's finished and it actually exists and people actually engage with it, which means it's created it's it's no longer just something we've thought it's something we've actually made Mm -hmm. um and it makes me because i write a lot i've written since i was a kid Mm -hmm. wow look at me getting personal Uh, (laughs) since Mm -hmm. i was a kid most of it was very bad as a child obviously but um as i've gotten older it's it's always writing's very personal to me Mm -hmm. and it feels very vulnerable to put it out in the world for other people to have Mm-hmm. But by doing this podcast, I feel better about it because when I hear all these other people writing, and I think it was actually the, the author of Tiger Flu, and mm-hmm. she makes this point like you're just writing, hoping somebody will understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. Like, if one person reads my book and they're like, I get that, <laughs> that's probably mm-hmm. good enough. I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, so, so that's, that's, that's how the show has informed my writing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. What about you? You can also choose option one or option two. Oh my God. Oh, 
I feel like I should pick option two to like add a little bit of drama. So drama. I'll pick option two. <laughs> so I don't necessarily have a cohesive like boom period. This is what we. This is what it's going to look like my cover design for my book. Sure. I guess when I think of the question, though, I think of something a bit more maybe autobiographical or the very least like kind of informed by like real experience. So maybe like a, I don't know, poetry anthology or just something of that nature. And I like, I really, if anyone has, if you all have not seen the covers of um, Faya magazine, Faya, F-I-Y-A-H. Oh my God. Their covers are absolutely gorgeous. I cannot emphasize enough how beautiful those covers are. Definitely that art style. I don't know what the fuck that shit is called, but like that. Um, And I kind of like the idea of like, I don't know, like this. I like. I, I think of my, uh, of either. I won't say myself, but like the character on the cover. I, I imagine there would just be one at most two, but probably just one person. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like just I like this idea of like a character maybe having like kind of being like a, having sort of like a three quarter profile, like not looking directly, okay. but like kind of three quarters a little bit, having kind of like a downward cast look, or even maybe the eyes closed, and like something emanating from below them something that like surges light or maybe they're holding oh. something that casts light i like this idea of like incandescence as like a theme um sure. juxtaposed with sort of maybe like a slightly darker background i'm thinking maybe like a like a bluish the bluish purple that family sure. color There's um inquisitive about it yeah almost like the discovery of something like almost like, like kind of like in legend of zelda like when you open up one of the treasure chests like it like lights yeah. up and shit like kind of like that a little bit but like they're it's not a little ho- reading rainbow yeah you know what it also is a little like it's a little like our picture for our <laughs> podcast yeah so like maybe i just <laughs> i was like how do i reframe what we already are doing um yeah like no i definitely like that idea another idea is like um i've seen some covers do this but i love the motif of having like two characters on like like the top half is like catered to one character the bottom half is catered to like another character and they're both facing in different ways the character at the top head is facing up character at the bottom is facing down and there's something almost like like complimentary like maybe the character at the top has like a more autumnal sort of color theme the one at the bottom has something a bit more dark like just i like this idea yeah. of like, like of opposites or like just kind of like color contrast maybe something like an orb or like a clock or something circular in the middle that kind of like brings it together Connects yeah it just the two that's kind of where my mind okay. goes what the fuck these books are about i don't know but that's kind of the image that comes <laughs> to mind when i think of them so <laughs> like yes mm. there's something it, it like innately tells you the foil of the two characters yeah mm-hmm or that they're deeply entwined with each other, whatever yes. that is for the reason. I like that. I get a lot. Thanks. I have a last question for you. Mm-hmm. And it is, what do you hope, this is actually a perfect ending question. What do you hope the podcast becomes in the future? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. It's an interesting question because when I think about like the future of our show, I feel like as far as like the types of media we've discussed, the types of conversations we have, the guests we've, you know, explored with and things like that, I feel like we've all, like, for me, I feel like we've touched on a lot of the things that I've certainly aspired to as far as the show. When I think of, but I guess I will say, when I think of like going forward, something that I would love to incorporate more is like maybe more like 
Well, I guess two things. One is maybe more like, I guess, writer showcases. Like, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time talking about like authors, you know, obviously on the book or on the podcast. But I don't know, mm. even just thinking about like, can we have like maybe sections or segments where we talk about like other writers that are like doing their thing or like, I don't know, some kind of like, and it's not even something we have to do all the time, but like just something that almost brings together like other works that are being done by, you know, authors from you know the groups that we typically like to center and, and especially maybe writers that like are maybe don't have as big of a platform or maybe more indie writers or things of that nature i kind of like the idea mm. of like doing a Something showcase outside of like of like the publishing yeah or like author news even updates like oh hey this author that we talked about on, on the show like they actually just published oh. a new book or like you know like it, just something that kind of brings in the like real like lived experiences of authors um into the show maybe uplifting some works or uplifting maybe even just like being like hey i read this quote that this author put out that I just it really resonated with me so i just want to share this on the show mm-hmm. like something like something to just kind of bring that in a little bit some of that real world tangibility so that's one thing okay. i would say for sure second thing is um i mean and this will come with time but i definitely would love to like I don't know if any of the listeners are like feeling up to it like i would love to see like i don't know what y'all are like writing or like what that looks like for you all if anyone's interested in yeah like just kind of like building a a creative writing practice or already has a very well established one i would love to just yeah just hear that or even just like if there's any listener questions so like obviously love aqua's questions but if anyone has questions for us like yeah just some of that like buy-in from um you all is definitely something i would love to see too but yeah what about you though What, what are some other things you see for the show moving forward hmm i like your your answers um, I think for me, I would love, I think, I think, I think about <laughs> if this is a craft and I'm getting better at my craft, mm-hmm. I, I think that I would like to keep changing the lens that I view the books with. Okay. I think sometimes I, I can be critical and it's, it's never our intent to be critical, by the way. And we never dislike a book because if we didn't like it, we would just not read it, frankly. Um, and we have done that before. And we've so. done that, yeah. <laughs> we, we, because, and, because the point of the show isn't really to critique books or to dislike them or to judge them because we're not, that's not the point. <laughs> right. We're reading them because we want to expand ourselves. And I think in a, in a lot of ways, I've had to look internally at myself. And so I want to see, I, I want to see how I can express my change through reading in a way that mm-hmm. is useful for other people, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. As yeah. opposed to like reading to tell the audience. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being a little harsh on myself, but like, I, I, I guess what I'm really trying to say what are you trying to say, Akko? I'm really trying to say, like, how much more differently can I, not differently, but how much more, yeah, differently can I read a book? <laughs> how mm. much more, how much away from the lens I've been taught can I really analyze and think about a piece of literature? Because we always mm-hmm. say that, right? Like, dismantle the lens of what we've been taught and build new lenses. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if I know entirely how to build a new lens Mm. (laughs) and being frank and honest and and yeah i think i want to spend if i could do anything would be like because you know there's like literary criticism and there's like Mm. i actually thought about it i was like oh to improve the podcast i'll read a bunch of different types of literary analysis styles and 
I like looked at them and I was like, I don't know <laughs> what I want to do either. Mm. <laughs> but I'm like, how do I read this and talk to people about it? You know, how do I engage with this, you know, more? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, does that make does that make sense? It literally <laughs> you know makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I totally feel you. It, I and frankly, that resonates. I've I've never vocalized it that way, but like I also sometimes I'm like, I'm I'm sure there's other ways I could I can be interpreting some of these works. Um, and I think also just like doing this with you kind of has had me consider what are the other merits of ways in which stories can be told? I think I definitely can get into my niche of being like, I know what I like. I know what I like, like period point blank. Like that's it. But even just thinking about what are some of the other things, elements of a story that I can notice, even when it comes down to like how we recount the stories, like what actually happens, like what are the events that we typically cite versus what are some other subtleties that we can maybe bring up that like, you know, maybe, and also too, I think because we're summarizing, it tends to be more high level, but I also, yeah, think about like, speaking to some of the other nuances of stories or even just the discussion points, like how can we like switch those lenses? Um, Yeah. So yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you for sure. Maybe I'll try. Maybe my, maybe, maybe for the rest of the season, I will not say whether I like or dislike a book. (laughs) That is interesting. Yeah. I'm going to try that. And then I Hmm. think I'll try and find something syntactical. Is that a word? We don't know about the that I like <laughs> something about mm. the style um or the structure that I like that the author is doing um yeah okay those are me my those are, that's my resolution I guess <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. yeah love that well um Marcy did you have any other ending thoughts or feelings um not anything in particular just aside from I mean I just really am. I'm just so happy we've reached this point in our show. And like, I mean, I just, you know, really value you. And like, I'm just so glad that we're like doing this. Like we're even at a place where we can like look back and be like, oh my God, remember Tiger Flu? Oh my God, remember this? Like, it's like, (laughs) I I love to your point earlier about just like our relationship. I just, I love this idea of having like this collective memory with you, you know, like it's something that like, I, I feel like, you know, with, adulthood and capitalism and all that shit like i feel like sometimes it can be hard to feel like you're building at least for myself i'll speak for myself i feel like sometimes it it feels harder to like create those types of collective memories with people sometimes it feels like you meet people and you connect over a lot of distance or you connect over having lived essentially separate lives from each other but you're just kind of updating each other sometimes and it's nice to have like a shared experience or like to meet through an experience and obviously we already knew each other going to the show it's not like i met you doing the show <laughs> but like this is something like regardless like we can all like i can reference like a book and like you also read the books so, and like you'll get it and, like we can like right. weave in things into like our everyday <laughs> conversations and it's just it, it's like almost forging our own language it's it, it, it's really beautiful and so i think yeah i mean certainly yes shout out to the listeners shout out to the authors you know we are giving roses out but also like here's a rose for you too friend um because yeah i really appreciate you like this has been just such a wonderful journey and so like yeah just like thank you um i know it's not always been like fun sometimes you know sometimes it can be difficult and sometimes it can be it can be challenging you know figuring out like the balance of everything and you know and all of that but it's just I, i i'm so i can't express enough just how much i like appreciate this show and like what 
we've been able to create together with this. So, yeah. Those are my final thoughts. (laughs) Just going to make me cry on the podcast. That's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm not crying. You're crying. What? Is it raining outside? (laughs) No, um, obviously you are very, very dear to me. That is true and will always be true. Um, And I love everything you said. So if you have sentimental things to say or not, (laughs) uh, if you're like, wow, it's a podcast, y'all, you can let us know at thesecolorpages at gmail.com or you can go to our website, thesecolorpages.com and you can look at our profile pics and our collabs and every wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, if the show brought you any love, light, delight, mm, yes, please feel free to leave us some love wherever you're listening to this podcast. I know this like slightly contradicts what I said earlier about like totally fine to be a silent listener. But <laughs> if you're feeling a little loquacious today, you know, want to like express a little gregarious, loquacious. you know, just leave us a little comment, a little rating, a little review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Could be Apple Podcasts, send Spotify. Send us an email. Like, listen, we love, we read the emails. Um, we do. So certainly any, 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 whatever serves you, do that thing. We definitely appreciate it. Also, if you know of anyone, hmm, instead of my usual, like, if you know someone who would love this, like, give them the link to the show and then throw your phone into a volcano. Instead of that, (laughs) maybe, how about if you know someone in your life that has also enjoyed the show or maybe you, you know, have had any kind of, yeah, if you just know someone where, like, okay, like, perhaps, like, you've discussed this show with them before or, you know, you're like, you know what, this is maybe an interesting or maybe slightly weird entry point, but, like, this kind of, like could be a really good in for them like feel free to send you know them this link to this episode no context and then maybe just you know meditate um get a good <laughs> night's rest um there go. maybe revisit some of the episodes that like came up in this episode that you're like oh damn yeah i forgot about that well, you know like whatever like whatever you want to do we're here for yeah. it we love to see drink it. some water drink some water stretch um mm-hmm. maybe call a friend you know just like Ooh. yeah so don't pay your taxes yeah don't pay your taxes yeah, exactly. Um, and Just kidding. Do you pay your taxes though? Because in the U.S., they really will put you in jail, like Wesley Snipes. Um, yeah, you will go to jail. <laughs> you will go to jail. They will not have you. Will go to jail. <laughs> we'll be in jail um, so hard. Yeah, like aggressively put in jail. Anyway, um, but our next book <laughs> that we'll be discussing, we'll actually be getting into part one of a book called Post Traumatic by Chantelle V. Johnson. So. Definitely excited for that. But between now and then, Akko, are there any other things we should leave our listeners with before we head out? No, just until we meet again. Well, happy 2023. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. (laughs) Kudos. (laughs) Cheers to us. (laughs) <laughs> like mad late like like the, at the right. end of the episode anyway <laughs> but until until we meet again um just remember to stay, stay colorful, colorful.